busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. How to reroute my whole entire what I was getting ready to do because the amount and the heaviness of the inspiration thereof, I could not hold for another day. Usually I'll be like, mm, that's a good idea. Let me go ahead and jot that down. And then I call such and such. And, you know, we talk about it later. This was not one of those situations. Let me tell you something. When you have prevalent moments of clarity where they literally is such a breathable space for you to say, oh, my gosh, it's clear. I know exactly what I'm supposed to go. I know exactly where I'm going. I know exactly how I feel. I know whenever you in any realm experience that level of clarity, I want you to take a moment to just actually thank God. Like literally not to be spooky boogie on the spiritual note, but just literally like thank you. Because we already know the alternate to that, the kingdom of darkness is confusion. So if you should be so blessed to have moments of Selah, where you get to stop and say, it is clear. Whatever I prayed about is no longer on the prayer list. Whatever I was feeling in discomfort or inadequate about, I don't feel that anymore. Whenever you approach it, whenever you reach it, but whenever you recognize it, most importantly, whenever you recognize it, Stop a moment and just say, God, you know what? You didn't have to, but you did, and I thank you. Because that's exactly what led to this particular conversation that we're getting ready to have now. I am such an advocate for effective communication. Not only in your personal relationships, but just clear across the board. I feel like you should reach a level where you are communicating not to be understood, but to be clear as to what you feel, what you're doing, and who you are. Un- communicating to be understood means that you're trying to find a playing field for somebody to accept you. But when you know exactly who you are, and you've accepted who God made you to be, how you're wired, you're no longer communicating to the place that you're like, okay, do you do you see where I'm coming from? Do you see what? No, no, no. It is this is where I'm coming from. You see the slight difference in the stance? It's almost like an apple trying to explain to a banana why it doesn't peel the way that it does. So when you're communicating to be understood, you're actually trying to give alternatives and examples and point of views, and you're not doing any of that. As an apple, I am no longer in a place that I want to try to explain to a banana why our qualities are different, why I have to be stored different. I'm not going to keep explaining the whys behind certain things. I'm just letting you know I don't peel. I also need to have this particular temperature. When slice, you have this many seconds before I turn brown. When you waste your time or provide the time to keep explaining your why, what you are literally doing is deteriorating your wiring. Not everybody deserves a breakdown of who. You need to be giving out a lot more what's. Do you understand what I'm saying? That wasn't even going to be anything I was going to say, but let God go ahead and use me. Use me, Holy Spirit. Let this be your conversation, however you want to do it. But I say all that to say I saw a video on Sarah Jakes Roberts, and that video was kind of like, you know how you watch something, you're like, oh, okay, that's good, and you keep it moving, but then you don't 
realized how powerful it really was until later on. Like, it starts to, it's like, it turned on, but then it started warming up until later. You're like, oh. And then the Holy Spirit brings something to your remembrance, whatever you saw, whatever was said. And you're like, ooh. Yet this is exactly what occurred to me. So the last couple of days, my husband and I, I've been realizing, oh, my goodness, communication is not only literally the most effective thing between you and another person, but it has been getting easier. And I was just thinking, God, and I was just thinking, God, and I'm like, you know what? Thank you that you showed me a healthy way to communicate, that you gave me a heart of understanding, because I want to go ahead and say this. I feel like God gives you the grace for the person he pairs you with. For the person he pairs you with. You're not supposed to have patience for everybody, okay? There's not a grace for every single person. That's why some people, you just like, I don't know how you do it. I can't do it. And it's like, yeah, because the grace wasn't given to you. The grace wasn't given to you for that situation or that person. So you're getting irritated. So what that really means at most points is either A, that was never for you, or B, you're operating outside of God's grace for that situation, And the last couple of days, last couple of weeks, I've been noticing the communication is getting easier. Like it doesn't feel like I am communicating with my spouse. It feels like I'm communicating with someone that I just truly want to learn more about. You know that difference between when you're interested in someone and it's exciting and it's new in the beginning opposed to the cousin that you're sick and tired of? Because every time that she call you, you you know exactly what it's about. You see how that kind of posture changes from the first example to the second. And so I just changed the gauge totally to just learn you. Learn you. Everything that you say, everything that you do, I just, I want you to give me a huh. And I want to pull up a seat and I just want to learn you. Because I think that for a lasting situation, especially in marriage, But it should be done in any kind of personal intimacies or relationships, friendships, E, all the above. The lasting equation to it all is always going to be teach me you. You will forever be evolving what you like now, you didn't love 10 years ago. And, and it should, as you're evolving, you have a responsibility to say, hi, my name is, <laughs> and it may not be some shady, but you have to reintroduce yourself. And as you are given the space to grow and you're reintroducing yourself, the most important component to that is that if there's an audience member that truly wants to learn you and that facilitates that safeness that they can actually say, huh, I like this you, and be more in tune with you than they ever have been before. And I know I'm going somewhere, it's like, okay, because I'm trying to get to the video, I'm just trying to give some backdrop to it. But communication literally is, I think, is one of life's precious gems. Not just with people, but particularly with God. I literally feel like the more you speak to God, just normal conversation, you don't have to make it all spiritual in the name of, you don't even have to do all that. No big words, no anything, just a simple, the way that you and I talk on the phone like this is the same way that I talk to God. 
I pretty much have it where it's like, well, what do you think about what happened out there? Do you think I handled that wrong? And I have these conversations, and he answers me like I feel an answer in my my soul. Like I feel the confirmational pieces as I walk through my day. There's certain things that happen that I watch, and I'm like, I feel like God is speaking to me through it. And it's only because I opened up the door of communication so that God can speak to me whenever, however he wants. As long as I keep that door open, I'm going to forever be led and confirmed all throughout my life. And I need that. I require that, especially where I'm going. I can't afford not to hear God. For the things that I want, for the blessings that I want to incur, for the legacy that I want to leave for my children, for the generational curses that I want to break, for the longevity that I want in my marriage, for the groundbreaking things I want to do with my finances. There's too many things that I need, too many things that I want. I can't afford not to hear God. Point blank the period. So as I was having my time with God, the Holy Spirit brought to my remembrance this particular video that I saw with Sarah Jakes Roberts. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I, I'm just going to let you hear it, and then I'm going to come back to you on it, okay? Let, let me try to play this from the beginning, do this the right way, and let's just, listen, let's just go ahead and do it. I was thinking about how when you and I got together, how I really had to come to a place where I could even receive you. And I think it was because I had already started to go through a process of evolving by myself. So that when you question certain areas of my life or my potential, like Woman Evolve would not be happening had I not married him. Like he just saw so much in me that I didn't see in myself. And it made me curious about what he saw. And it hit me that that's how our relationship with God is. And then I realized that marriage should be a reflection of our relationship with God. And my greatest prayer for you as women, as you know, single women who may be in a relationship or searching for a relationship or hoping for a relationship or women who are in relationships and you're wondering what I should be looking for, my greatest prayer is that you would connect with someone who sees you the way that God sees you and that it would make you so curious that it makes you dig within yourself even further. And I believe that as you do that, you end up flourishing and evolving in a way that you never thought possible. Yeah, I did see you, girl. Listen to me. There is so much in that. It is outrageously awesome. I, and I better not cry because I'm a G. When I first met my husband, I knew that something was different about him, but I wasn't ready for him. I knew that I wasn't ready. And so I tried to go ahead and finagle how I wanted to see him in my life. I was getting ready to friend zone him. I was getting ready to do a whole bunch. And God was literally like, no, that's not what I want. And that was the first time in my life that I heard God say he wanted something from me. And I told him no. That he wanted something from me that was good. But it scared me so much that I was like, I, no, I don't think I want to do this. And so once I was able to fast forward through the story, once I was able to get over that portion of it, I asked God one, one thing, can you allow me to see him the way that you see him? Because if one thing is for certain, I knew that the lens that I was seeing my husband through was wrong. I knew that the lens was still cracked by other people who didn't deserve me. I knew that what happened in childhood didn't 
particularly go ahead and just seal it and get healed all the way. I knew that I had some defenses still up. My mechanisms were still in play. I knew I had some walls that were built up. I knew I had a couple. I knew I was still rough around the edges. And so the lens that I was going to see him through was going to make him too small for the big thing that God had on for him in my life. And so I asked God, let me see him the way that you see him. But it wasn't until this very moment, literally this very moment, that I didn't realize that God was actually doing the reverse for me. Listening to that video with Sarah, I was like, oh my gosh, I get it. Exactly what she's saying. That she had to get to a place that she was even ready to receive him. And that in and of itself is huge. Now, she and I are speaking about relationships, marriages to be exact. But whenever God places something in your heart, in your being, in your soil, you have to have a state of readiness. Any good farmer, agricultural personnel of any sort will let you know if the soil is not ready, then the seed can't be planted and there will be no harvest. And so the first primary step to getting anything through you that God wants to give to you is to have a soil that is available for cultivation. And that was something that I was like, huh, I heard the word receive. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> that reminds me of something that I read. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Okay, so the Holy Spirit is doing a couple of things in my heart. And he was like, yeah, you remember... um that time in Genesis where God says some things. Yeah, I want you to go ahead and read that. So I said, okay, Genesis 1. You know, I read in the NLT version. Here was something that was mind-blowing. When God was creating and doing all the awesome things that he was doing, look at verse 11. Then God said, let the land sprout with vegetation, every sort of seed-bearing plant and trees that grow seed-bearing fruit. These seeds will then produce the kind of plants and trees from which they came. And this is what happened. The land produced vegetation, all sorts of seed-bearing plants and trees with seed-bearing fruit. Their seeds produced plants and trees of the same kind, and God saw that it was good. 13. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the third day. So what I see happened is that um, on the third day, God produced visit vegetation. But then something weird happened in Genesis 2, like the very next chapter. Starting at the end of verse 4, it says, When the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, 5, neither wild plants nor grains were growing on the earth. For the Lord God had not yet sent rain to water the earth, and there were no people to cultivate the soil. I'm sorry, but God, you just said a chapter beforehand that there were vegetation. As a matter of fact, you said there was a lot. There was like a whole produce aisle. There was like several different produce aisles. I mean, it was all kind of everything. And then it was going to keep producing the same of its kind. And you had to have seen something for you to have said, you know what? And it was good. And God said that it was good. And then for it to go ahead and just end with an evening pass and morning came marking the third day. So then why? Why would it be that the very next chapter is telling me that there was nothing uh, growing yet because of two things. You didn't send the rain and there were no people to cultivate the soil. 
And God wanted me to know, and I'm so glad the Holy Spirit gave this to me. He said, I can see in you what you're supposed to produce, but I won't bring it to you until you're ready to have it cultivated. Why would God hold rain and he already was producing and making everything else that he was doing in chapter one? Why would God bring rain when he know there's no one there to cultivate it? Why would God go ahead and bring you that particular job and he knows that you're not ready for that yet? Why would God open up that particular opportunity when he knows that you haven't gone ahead and did the other thing that he told you to do? Why would he? And so this was a, oh my gosh, time out. Now that I can see that God allowed me to not only listen to this video by Sarah Jakes Roberts, but to also go back and look at the beginning stages of my husband and I, I said, God, I was a wife all along, but you didn't bring out the patience and the long suffering and the love and the patience and all the things that's in first Corinthians 13. You didn't bring that out for just anyone. You were like, "Mm -mm, I'm not bringing wife out of you when there's no husband to cultivate that. You know how many people I tried to be exactly that with that. I even went to counselors and I was talking to my friends about it. I'm like, what's wrong with me? Do I have an issue with commitment? And it was, I was trying to bring out something out of me and there wasn't the right person there to cultivate that. Oh my goodness. To hear Sarah Jakes Roberts say there will be no woman evolve is exactly how I feel about Strive and Inspire. I had an idea 10 years prior to meeting my husband and I, and I did it several different ways. I tried YouTube videos. I went ahead and did a, a Facebook page and I had all these lackluster starts, no finishes, no consistencies. I then went ahead and had one conversation with him and was like, I have it on my heart. I want to inspire the world. I have this thing in my heart that I want to do this, that, and the third. And I spilled out to him and he was like, how you want to do it? I said, I'm good at talking. I just want to, I don't know, maybe like do a podcast or something. Like I don't, and kind of me. And before I can even formulate the idea, this man was buying equipment. He was putting together intros and doing stuff. He was buying the, uh, whatever the, the software and hardware was to go ahead and, and cut and do all the things, the editing and all that. And I watched this man cultivate me not even knowing that I had seeds in me that only God would allow him to see praise God for responsible cultivators praise God for people who come alongside you and show you you and you have no idea what they're talking about but they have a lens a peak in you that only God graced them to see and if you don't fight them you will get to the finish line and say I'm so glad that you were the one to cultivate me I'm so glad that I didn't settle for nobody else who didn't deserve me I'm so glad that when I was having those frustrating moments at those previous jobs that I didn't just stay there for the check, stay there for the benefits, stay there because, oh, well, you know, it's job security that I kept pushing for the thing that I felt like this is what's going to cultivate me. Praise God for cultivation. Like, I don't know another way to say it. And as I looked and combed over my life, I started seeing people people who cultivated me 
I only have the work ethic that I have because of the mentors that I've had. Be it watching my mother work as hard as she did, getting under people with good morals and principles and just adapting some of their things. I had a woman tell me one time I was working at a temp agency. I was 19 years old. She told me one time, when you start a job, make it that the first six months, you don't ever take off. I promise you I made that my law. I promise you. I, I, my mother told me one time, I remember her coming home one day and seeing that I was still home. She was like, why are you home? I said, I have a headache. She said, why didn't you take a, uh, something for your head and go to work? I said, because when I have a headache, I lay back down. She was like, uh-uh, that's not how that works. You, you handle your business. You take what needs to be taken and you go to work. And I promise you, I made that my law. And I, there were certain people that came alongside me that cultivated me to be the greatness that I am now. That cultivated me to continue to journey along the greatness that I desire and strive to be. I did not realize the level of cultivation that was there. And now I've realized the danger in settling. Praise God that I didn't just stop at the old average, okay, this apartment was good enough, that this car was good enough, that these friendships that I had, they were my A1s from day one, that that was good enough. Praise God that there was something inside of me that was screaming, I want to sprout, but there was no rain yet because I was around the wrong people. And until I got around the people that God wanted to cultivate, he wasn't going to send the rain, a.k.a. the blessing. Who are you around that's preventing your reign? What mindsets do you currently have that's preventing your reign? What in your life is the blockage to the sprouting that God planted inside of you? Two things was stopping the sprout in the Bible that we read in Genesis chapter 2. God didn't send the rain, and there was no one there to cultivate it. So if a blessing is getting blocked, if the rain didn't come yet, then you're not around the right people yet. You're not in the right environments yet. You are not, because let me explain something to you. Rain is nothing. When we just saw that one of the first few things that God did in Genesis 1 is that he separated the waters and the land and he did all that. Water was already there. It would have been nothing to just go ahead and put water in a different form. But God doesn't waste rain. He doesn't waste blessings. Everything is accounted for. And although God can look at you and you be born with every single ovary that you need, every single sperm cell that you need, we can look at you from the inside out and see you have what it takes to be a father. We can look at you from the inside out and say you have what it takes to be a mother, but you have not found the person yet to cultivate that blessing of that title. I want you to be intentional in this next season. I want you to get to a place that you're like, God, don't send it if I don't have the people around me to cultivate it. God, don't send it if I don't have the mindset that's going to cultivate that. God, I, I, I thank you for the planting, but get me to the place that my soil is cultivated to the point that I can sprout something. Because the worst thing in the world is to have the right people and to be in the right state with God and the problem be you 
your soil that is hardened from whatever happened to you, that, that is not able to hold anything of substance anymore because of what somebody may or may not have taken from you. Get to the place that you want to be cultivated again. Get to the place that you can go ahead and say, if God sees vegetation in me, that I'm going to go ahead and let it be done. And even if you have to go ahead and be realistic in your communication with God and say, I don't know what is in me, that it may go ahead and play against and compete with your cultivation, but I rebuke it in the name of Jesus and I hand it back to you, God, to get me back to my manufacturer default. Get me back to the soil that can sprout something. Get me back to the soil that will sprout something. I don't care what no one ever told you. I don't care if it was a boss. I don't care if it was a family member. I don't care if it's somebody that you looked up to. I don't care what they ever said. I don't care what they ever did. You have soil that is rich. When God made you, he didn't make any mistakes. When those situations were allowed in your life, it wasn't meant to end your chapters. It was just made to make the chapters of your story excellent. I don't care what he allowed. If he allowed it, he can use it. Romans 8.28, you better read your Bible. So stop letting circumstances and people and what they may or may not have done and the giants that came across your path and whatever. Let me explain something to you. David didn't even know that he had kingdom in him. You know when he knew that he had kingdom in him? It wasn't when the prophet Samuel went ahead and said anointed him. That's not when he knew that he had kingdom in him. Because if you read your Bible right after Samuel anointed him, he went right back to where? To being a shepherd. David didn't know he had kingdom in him until Goliath came on the scene. Then it was like, hold up, who's buddy saying stuff about God that he shouldn't be saying? Time out. I'm sorry, what? Okay, so what's somebody get for going ahead and kill, killing that giant? You got to have the right things around you to cultivate certain things out of you. The cultivation for King David was Goliath. The cultivation for Peter knowing that he was going to be the cornerstone to the church was Jesus looking at him in a different light and seeing vegetation before he even knew that he had it in him. So don't be so quick to go ahead and look at uncomfortable situations or things that you may deem undesirable. Don't be so quick to go ahead and, and try to wipe it off and clean it out because the things that come across your lawn just may be the very thing that was meant to cultivate you. My challenge to you today, if you have not noticed, is where are you not allowing God to, to send the rain? But most importantly, are you around people who will cultivate you? You are either in one or two positions. You should be the receiver of the cultivation or you are the one with the grace that God's allowing you to see the vegetation before it sprouts. Both of those seeds hold a huge responsibility because collectively they produce a harvest. And I want us to get to a place that we no longer miss out on, on the harvest period, whatever the seat may be. I know that as I've been talking, God's been putting some things in your heart and you're like, mm, I see that differently now. Okay, you know what? I, I think I know how to attack this, that, and the third. This simply came from God just showing me years later through 
a video that I just so happened to see that the prayer that I prayed to see my husband different, I didn't even realize God showed me differently in his eyes too. I didn't even realize that the grace and the clarity and the conciseness that I feel now is just because I'm allowing God to cultivate me however he sees fit. I don't have the same mindsets that I had before. I don't communicate the same way that I communicated before. I don't even have the same ideologies. Who I was before, I am no more. When God when God said in the Bible that he was doing a new thing, I adhered to that immediately. When God said that he wants to put new wine into new skin, I adhere to that immediately. So whenever I feel an update in my spirit, I no longer try to dress it the same. I understand that it may be time for a new iPhone. Do you understand that? Yeah, it, it's some updates that you can't go ahead and get on a previous iPhone. It's like, no, you have to upgrade. Even if you want to hold on to that, you have to upgrade. Yeah, that first iPhone, it, 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 yeah, it can get the update. But to be able to maneuver and, and utilize this to its optimum capacity, you need to do something different. You need something new. And so when God updates me, I don't try to hold on to the same. It's like, listen, if you're going to give me a new mindset, then go ahead and give me some new practical things to put in place as well. Go ahead and let me see things differently. Let me become different. I don't just want to feel different. I want to be revealed as different to people. When Moses was up there spending time with God and he came back down, people were looking at his face like, mm, it's kind of scared because his face shone because of the time that he was spending with God. And while I don't want to scare people away, I want the light to shine inward, outwardly in my life. I want you to be able to look and say, what is different about her? I want it to be obvious that I'm cultivated. To be obvious that I'm cultivated. There is so much to unpack in that. But if I don't get off this phone, we're going to be on here for another 5,500 years. Okay, great. But this was not only a husband appreciation conversation. This was also a, I now understand the recipe for receiving your blessing. And it's not as simplistic as, you know, um, claim it and receive it. And, you know, it, it, all those prosperity Bible cliche things. That's not, that's not it. God showed us so early in the Bible. And I didn't even realize this, that this very moment today, years old, that he showed us the recipe for getting the blessing that God has to send something or someone and you have to be around the right person or people. It's never going to happen by yourself. By yourself, you're just seed. By yourself, you're just soil. God has to send, and you also have to be around the right environments. Did you get that? All right, I feel like you got what you needed. But you know what these conversations are, right? They are life-provoking conversations, conversations that not the average bear is just not going to have with you. Who but who but your favorite homegirl? <laughs> who but your favorite homegirl is going to go ahead to give you a little bit of their business, dig in a little bit of your business, and make it our business so that we can be better not only for the kingdom but for our generations to come. Do you understand that? <sighs> All right. Um. The reason why you're probably hearing a different pace in me right now is because I'm literally eating off of the fruit that was just given to me literally about an hour ago. 
And while I want to get excited and just eat the whole thing and, and do all that, I'm literally like, wow, a bite at a time. Like, I'm savoring it. It's like, wow, God. Like, I, I just saw this video maybe like a week or, or a couple of days ago. And the fact that I'm able to unpack this and get this richness now, like, it, it's, it's amazing. And don't let up on those moments. Don't let up on the moments that you, you kind of, that you don't allow yourself to reach a place where you can just free roam with your mind in the spiritual realm in a healthy way. Because when you spend time with God, he'll bring you someplace that you're like, honestly, it's like utopia. It's freeing. It's relaxing. It's revealing. It's, listen, talk to your dad. Talk to him. Nobody knows you like he does. Nobody knows how to uplift you the way he does. Nobody knows exactly what you need. Yeah, you you and I can have conversations. You could be like, oh, I was just praying about that. Oh, my goodness. And then, then I just saw this, that, and the third. And we can have those old oh, moments. But it's nothing like literally going to your father, sitting in his lap, talking to him, and he knows exactly what you need. Talk to your dad. Please, you're welcome, and thank you. Okay? But I'm going to go ahead and let you let me go because um, I want to I continue to, to digest this food that he just gave me. But you and I will talk later, okay? All right. Later. <laughs>